Welcome to the Thinking Church podcast with me, Chris Bright. Every week, I'll be speaking with a church leader about ministry strategy and getting to grips with not just what they do, but the thinking behind why they do it. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Well, my guest today is Adam Legg. Adam is the activity and faith leader for Sportly, which is run by the Diocese of Gloucester uh, in the Church of England. So, uh, Adam, it's great to have you on on the podcast today. Thanks for joining me. Thanks. Nice to be with you, Chris. Well, let, let's start with uh, with Sportly because um, you've just started working with Sportly. Mm-hmm. And I think probably the best best thing to work out is there's something called Sportly, something to do with the Church of England. What actually is Sportly? That's how does it all work? Yeah. So, um, so Sportly or the Diocese of Gloucester, if we go back, um, they init- there was an initial project called Psalms that started in Painswick Stroud area, that was basically taking um, sport and using that as the the tool and the language in which to engage with children, young people, um, and and com- and talk to them about faith and ask some of those big questions that we have in life. Um, the Diocese of Gloucester, um, when Bishop Rachel came in, um, she kind of identified um, Psalms as one of those fantastic projects that is, is really doing something different, but also is um, getting results in children, and young people and shaping different children, and young people. Um, and so she's identified that as one of the areas in which to uh, invest and in to grow. Um, and so what then happened was um, the diocese created a kind of like a, a separate charity under a working title of One Life and uh, merged with Psalms and Psalms came uh, as part of that um, with a lot of support from Scripture Union um and uh and and a couple of staff from there and um and and then we have this thing called sportsly so um after doing branding exercises to work out what was the the right name for it um we, we've landed on sportsly so sportsly um psalms was our heritage and and sportsly is our um is our future really and, and where we head into so uh so what how does sportsly work what's what's actually involved in that so um uh, what's the kind of what's it look like? You know, if, if you're going to be interact with it on a sort of day to day basis, how does it work? Yeah, so Sportly's got different hubs in different areas. So um, I myself, I'm based out of um, uh, a little little village in um, in the Forest of Dean, um, but that's a that's kind of a, a nuclear hub. So it's a, a Christian adventure centre there um, where I'm based out of, um, and then in, engages with a wider community. We've got other. Uh, other workers who who are based out of Gloucester, um, based out of Cheltenham, Stroud, Painswick, um, different kind of areas in and around Gloucestershire. Um, and what Sportly does is it partners with um, local schools and looks to kind of look at how do we engage with children, young people through school, um, through sport. Sometimes that will be through the um, delivering some of the PE lessons um, that schools are struggling to deliver. Sometimes that's delivering after school clubs. Um, and that's kind of one line of what Sportly does. Another line of what Sportly does is then engage kind of in what we'd say um, twilight sessions. So things after school um, and kind of go is something separate from school. But yet the rapport has been built by the workers in their way of engaging with with children, and young people at schools. And then there's a, a kind of a, another part where it's just ongoing invitations to other aspects so that might be residentials um, that might be kind of ongoing projects um, that's that's sportsly hosting 
And so we have that kind of um, that that initial starting point. And then what we are moving towards is is how we develop worshipping communities in and around its uh, sportly zone right. So it's recognising that for some people, um, they're not going to be able to to walk into what we call a classic or a traditional church. Um, and I mean that not just Anglican, but say um, Pentecostal, Catholic, um, Baptist, Methodist, um, th- those kind of um, established church services. That That's not where some people would find themselves at home, but they still have some sort of faith that they're trying to explore. And um, so using something like Sportly as the, as the vehicle in which we can explore some of those questions, explore some of those things, is um is the opportunity that we we have um in these new worshiping communities or um new yeah worshiping groups yeah and i think so i I was privileged to be able to go to your commissioning service uh, and it was really great and you know we were all outside in the rain i I think in true sort of uh the style of i think how sporty is going to be run it's very outdoorsy um Mm -hmm. and it was great i loved it actually and it was really really good and I think one of the things that really stood out for me was that this seems to be like, like you said, it's, it's starting to find new worshipping communities. So um, where does it sit at the moment? And maybe is there, is there a long-term aim to, to try and create new, is it new churches? Is it a new, uh, just a brand new way of doing church? What's the kind of the, the end goal with it? So we're, I'm always I'm always a bit nervous about kind of saying we're going to create a new church. I, I think that we're not there to to replicate or we're not there to steal people from existing churches. I love the local church. I'm part of a local church and I believe in the power of a local church and local community um, and a community of believers. I think what we are looking to do um, is to go, how do we gather some of these these people that have a faith? Um, that may, they may not be able to articulate what that faith is and kind of go on this journey with them and go, how do we do this Christian faith? It's not about religious exercise. Um, it's about empowering a relationship with Jesus Christ and empowering that um, worshipping community. Um, I think back a little bit to some of my uh, work previously where I was working in, in Worcester Diocese as a mission enabler. And one family in particular, just their their story kind of broke me a little bit, is that they couldn't find a place where they felt that they could call home um, in terms of church in the, in what we would possibly know as classic church. Um, but they would go around every single um, me- messy church around the town and the surrounding areas every month, because that's where their children who had a number of um, behavioural problems or issues or um, quirks um, felt that they could be because they weren't tutted at, they weren't looked at when um, their son had an outburst. Um, they just felt like they were at home. And and so for me, I think, where do where does someone like that who wants to explore that faith, where do they fit in? Um, and I think somewhere around sportly is, and, and, and some of the things that we're exploring is some of those those landing points for people. Um, that doesn't mean that they don't necessarily be in sportly for a little bit of time and then go into something more established in church. Or, or likewise, we may also gain some people who are from the established church and go, OK, actually, this is more something that I, I feel aligned to. But the intention is not to create 
a church for church believers um, or people who believe in church. It's it's for people who want to explore faith but don't feel don't feel settled in 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 what is already there in, yeah. in the church world. Yeah, and, and I think that makes sense because you know church uh, church attendance is declining overall mm-hmm. in the UK, and I think we need to find new ways of of doing things and. I think maybe you know we've got a very we've got an established way of doing church, you know, with the Church of England and other denominations as well of of how church works. And I think I was talking to someone actually at your commissioning who said that it kind of that kind of church only works with a couple of you know, you know uh, Myers Briggs. You, you referred to the Myers Briggs personalities. It only works with a couple of those kind of personalities. You've got to be in a it's kind of almost like a very narrow band. And there's all these other kind of people that just experience life in a different way. And and that kind of church, a church service doesn't quite work for them. So uh, it seems like this is starting to try and explore, okay, how can we do this? How can we do something entirely different? Maybe, you know, let's get outdoors. <laughs> you know, yeah. let's let's do something entirely different, but keep that element um of faith so I, I guess maybe i'm you know how necessary do you think that is that you know that we've got to kind of tear up that rule book and and start something new um is it are we having to find now do you think the church needs to find brand new ways of doing church different from how it was done before great question great great ponderings I am always struck when you go to say a one of those Victorian reenactment um, places, and you know there's a couple around the country. Um, but when you go into say uh, the sweet shop, it's like oh, ye olde sweet shop, and these were made from cockroach blood um, or whatever. And then you go into kind of like the um, the pub, and it's got like sawdust on the floor, and you're like, okay, this is our old school, isn't it? And then you go into the uh, the school and you're kind of shouted at and stood in tables and um, in lines. And you kind of think, well, my, my kid's school is very much not like this because there's colour and brightness everywhere. And then you go into the church or the chapel and you go, actually, this is very similar to what I'm used to. Or this is very similar to um, how it still is. And you think that in all of those other situations, you know, like the education setting has progressed over the years and rightly so um the 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 sweet shop has progressed into supermarkets rightly or wrongly but yet the church hasn't progressed in a way that is necessarily noticeable and yes there will be churches that have replaced organs with electric guitars and there will be churches that have replaced stained glass windows with flashy lights and there'll be churches that have replaced incense with smoke machines um but that's not necessarily progression. That's a that's well, it's probably a progression on the the same concept, rather than sort of going, what is the itch that our community and our society has, and where do we provide that itch? And so, when you're starting to look at, uh, I don't like the term tear up the the playbook or tear up the rule book or whatever, because there's so much good stuff that we take from our heritage and our traditions and we look backwards but we also need to look forwards and go well what is the two that we can be looking backwards with but what is the things that we can be looking forwards to engage with as well you know online church is is a is an area that we need to kind of move into um i even think about um 
kind of, yes, we're using sport as one of our main ways of engaging, but esport and how do we engage with that? And I've got a friend who is kind of on the cutting line is, is kind of gaming curate, um, look him up on Twitch, but doing some amazing stuff with people as a explicit Christian in a gaming world who suddenly is having these like pretty, pretty serious chats with people who we'd never meet in person. Um, and it is an international ministry, um, so to speak. And, you know, that's, he is, he's, he's connecting in a different way. So, yeah, I think, I think where we're, where we're at is it's, it's not necessarily, it doesn't have to be radically different, but I think the attitudes have to be radically different of people. And maybe we need to unlearn what our definitions of worship are or what our definitions of prayer life is and and kind of go, well, could we pray in a slightly different way that is more inclusive? Does it need to be one person at the front pray um, and we all say amen at the end? Or when it becomes everyone pray out in, in kind of like loud voices, is that a bit weird for people who have never been to church before? Um, and so there's and, and and worship as well. Like worship is some it should be an act that connects you with God. And if you are connected to God by being in his nature and his creation, and that draws you back, how do you capture that moment of awe and go, this is a moment of worship? So there's a lot of thinking to be done. Um and 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 maybe some of this kind of the things that I'm I'm getting at is I don't fully have the answers yet, um, and that's okay because we are on this journey of kind of exploring, pioneering, um, adventure, maybe a little bit of maverickness as an organisation, um, which is quite exciting to be on the front foot. Yeah, definitely exciting, and and I think probably like it's almost let's just chase that thought down about you know okay let's let's put ourselves in different worlds and maybe sports is a great place to start with it and i think you know okay how can worship be different how can uh the preach be different or or let's just tear it up not tear it up completely but let's rethink those elements entirely so like like you said about worship is it, it may not be singing it could be out in nature and and uh, discussing the the wonder of God in you know in scientific terms or in in other terms, are there any other thoughts that you're you're thinking around that in terms of of how that could look in in you know taking taking this the sacredness of of what we've always had you know you know worship and uh, hearing from the word, but now it's it's the setting is completely changed and even some of the practices have changed, but the essence still remains. Is there any any further thoughts you've got on those? Yeah, I think it's a much, much and much of the Christian faith is about, for me, is about meeting people where they're at and inviting them into that journey. And the more you reflect and the more I think about Jesus, I, I, Jesus didn't, didn't hand out a pamphlet to say, come to our carol service at the, at the synagogue. Um, Jesus didn't kind of go or come come to this service and we've got this really good speaker come in. 
Jesus just stepped into the messiness of people's lives and sat and ate and dined and laughed and joked and cried. And he was very active in people's lives. And so maybe maybe part of this new revolution of what church is, is modern day uh, missionaries going into people's lives in amongst the mess, the hurt, the joy, the beauty, the moments of thanksgiving, the moments of grief, and kind of being very present and heralding in the presence of God in those places. Mm. And whether that is you know, in nature, whether that's in the middle of a mugger in, in the middle of an, an estate that the police basically send riot vans into because that's the only way that those police are going to get in and out. Or maybe it's in the, um, in the changing rooms before a football match. That's, that's where I think it becomes a little bit more innovative and pioneering and exciting. Yeah, I think it's, it's kind of capturing that, um, the, the essence of Jesus with the woman at the well, where it's, it's out on the road, it's out, you know, where people are, it's capturing those things. You know, there's, you know, Jesus also gathered crowds and the early church gathered crowds, but they, the early church were also out and about. And I think having this, there's this dual aspect to it. You know, the, the early church met in the temple courts and they knew where they were. They knew where people were and they, they went to where the, the people gathered. Um, but also they were out in the community and they were out doing, you know, they were meeting home to home. And I think that there's this, this, there's this aspect where if we can, if we can understand what it means to start communities, you know, actually out, out in the wild, as it were, you know, out like like in a in a field on you know a sports field or or something like that on a football pitch, uh, wherever people gather, there's a great opportunity to start uh, some kind of community. It seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, what kind of let's think about the kind of maybe the mental shifts that churches need to to take. Um, we, we, you know, we, often the church talks about getting outside the four walls. Mm-hmm. and um but what needs to what do you think needs to change in our thinking if we're going to start think you know instead of thinking maybe bring just about bringing people to our church but but actually getting out there and maybe to, to start th- yeah like thinking differently to be able to go okay we're going to try something that's never been tried before um what what needs to shift in our thinking I wonder I wonder whether it's not about thinking, but whether the church is fully equipped. And I say the church being the people in the church. Um, and so there's the I think there's that that element of maybe in the last kind of in the well, for the last couple of hundred years, that because we've had a, a paid minister, they're the professional, they're the specialist, they know what to do. So if we bring our people, if we bring our wounded um to the pastor or the vicar there fix them and actually we are not equipped to tell our story and if you are a christian and you have a christian faith you've had a life encounter with jesus that has transformed your life in some form or some way how are you are you then equipped to communicate that to somebody and so i think that we we aren't equipped to tell that story we're not equipped to kind of say how jesus has shaped or 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 changed our lives 
And so I think if we start to, if we, if if the church was more equipped in telling that, and then the church as a whole was more equipped in seeing people as seeing its congregation as modern day missionaries that go into their families, their work, their areas of influence to tell their story and to tell how Jesus makes a difference in their life. That's when we start to see a shift and a change in, in those small little worlds, but those small little worlds entwine quite quickly and they bump up against each other. Um, you know, what? one of the, my coworkers is always kind of, always sort of said um to me is like i've got I, I had some friends at university and i i you know i thought felt long and hard about it about how to invite them to church and i did and uh and i said oh no no we're already part of church and they're like what you really you, how are you part of church and they're like we, we play for this church football team that that's our church we play with this as a sudden for those guys they were connected in with a the church they're connected in with faith but they were just in that small little sphere of, of of influence that they had been started to be shaped by Christians. They'd been started to change some of their attitudes towards all their life views and their worldviews. They started a journey. I don't know fully where they're at with that journey, but you know, that's without sounding too kind of like, oh, whatever will be will be. We do have to, we do have to trust that God has put people in in the right place at the right time to kind of shape some of those journeys that people go on but i mean if we don't if we aren't not bold as the christian congregations modern day mis- missionaries who can go into those places into the places where we have influence and sphere um then we are not going to shape those those people we're not going to have those conversations that were and, and as i said earlier herald in the presence of god be there to invite Jesus into situations, um, offer to pray, and then to actually pray with that person, not just offer to pray and then walk away and go, yeah, I'll do it tonight between eight o'clock and eight, eight, five. Um, you know, it's being in those moments and, and being brave enough to ask God into those situations and being humble enough to step back and, and let God work. Yeah, so I mean, I, I'm I'm in, I'm fascinated by that thought of you know uh, the the people at the university that says I've already got a church because I go to the the football government. Like, how how can we take that one step f- further? So maybe you know there are people that have they've you know they're maybe doing something like a they've got a football you know uh, playing football every week and they've got people coming along. How can that go from just a group of people playing football? Um, and you, you talked about allowing God into those moments. Like, how, is there what intentional things can we do to start turning that into well, more of a I think, faith yeah, community? I think it's more of an attitude shift, and to necessarily not to see people as commodities that go through a factory program, and kind of go, okay, well, our discipleship journey must look like this, and so someone has to have an interaction. They then have to um, come along and. Maybe they belong to a community for a while and then they may believe and they go into kind of like some kind of, yeah, um, revelation moment where they put their hand up because a preacher has asked them to. It's about recognizing it's, and I don't fully have the answers because this is journeying, this is pioneering, this is maverick work. 
um, that lots of people are doing up and down the country and lots of churches are wrestling with. But it is about kind of just stepping back a little bit and, and, and kind of going, well, if this person is in the faith, is on a faith journey, how do I support them in this moment in time? So that is that is cumbersome in the sense that that means that you as the Christian friend need to make time to journey with that person and to explore what that looks like. It means that you have to be present um, with them, that you can't, there is, there is an intentionality about it um, because it's, 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 it's too easy to kind of go, you know, let's just put you into a program. And as great as some of the programs are, like Alpha is fantastic. Uh, and there's other things like that, which are fantastic. Um, is it, it, it is we just we just need to think about the the personal bit on that as well because you know we're, we're scripture union uses a kind of a a, a figure of ninety five percent of children young people are not engaged with church at the moment you know ninety five percent that's a huge number um, that gives us almost like a um. I don't know, a rallying call to go that we can do something, but that journey is not necessarily to put someone into a program. That journey is to journey with them and to kind of try and go, well, where does, what does this God look like to you at this moment in time? What does this Jesus look like to you? How do, how does that, how does that work? How does that fit in with life? And there'll be moments where we, as the mature Christian, suddenly just need to go, wow that is amazing i've never viewed god in that way you are giving me revelation that it becomes a two-way process it isn't a uh, a mentor relationship it is a peer-to-peer um learning off each other but there will be moments where you know you you, you do need to kind of go uh, i don't think that what you mean by um that is really what the bible says but this is let's explore that together let's open the bible let's talk about it let's pray about it you know, and and that's yeah, that's that's some of that that journeying part I think of um, of being missional. Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. This is only halfway through the podcast and you can listen to the full conversation by joining our members podcast just go to our website www.thinking.church and you can sign up to our members podcast there it only costs the the price of one coffee per month so it's well worth doing so why not get a coffee listen to the podcast and learn something new we'll see you again for this podcast next week so bye for now